Welcome to the Business Life and Joy podcast, where we believe that both your business and your life can be filled with joy. If you want to grow an online business without fear, self-doubt, or the need to take on a hustle around the clock mindset, you are in the right place at the right time. I'm your host, Shante Grant, creative entrepreneur, teacher, two-time online business owner, mom, wife, and friend. Thank you for being present with me for today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast. Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to today's episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast, and happy September and Labor Day. So for those of you who are listening to today's episode in real time, it is Labor Day. So that means we are in the final quarter or the final month of third quarter. And I must say, guys, with each and every passing month and quarter this year, I have found that I am able to get more and more done and see more measurable results and tangible results in my businesses than ever before. And that is intentional. That is something that I wanted to be very intentional about this year, using less time because as I've shared in previous episodes, I have a shorter workday now that Zoe is at a different school and gets out earlier in the day. So I am now seeing that I can get more done in less time now than I did when I had a much longer workday. But that took a lot of intention and not falling into pitfalls and time traps that really take away from your time. And so one thing that I've noticed is while I'm being able to be really productive and efficient um, with my time, I'm seeing so many entrepreneurs and business owners comment to me and just looking at how they comment and talk to one another in various Facebook groups on how little they're able to accomplish or get done every single day, every week. And at the end of the quarter, They don't have a lot to show for it. And so today I want to share with you eight of the most common pitfalls that I see entrepreneurs making today as it relates to distractions or just pitfalls that hinder progress and really suck away your time and in some instances your energy. And so my hope is that if you find that any of these things relate to you, I want you to listen to the solution that I'm going to give you for each and every one, because some of these things, they creep in very silently. And so you're unaware that this is something that you're actually doing, or is so deeply embedded into your behavior or our behavior, because it's all human nature, or a lot of these things happen naturally to us, that it's sometimes hard to call it out for what it is, because it's so deeply embedded in ourselves that we don't even realize, oh, that's a thing. And it's a thing that I shouldn't be doing. So we're going to talk about those eight common pitfalls today, really to help you make better use of your time and to avoid those ever popular and ever present time sucks and distractions. And let me be clear, the reason that I can acknowledge each and every one of these, all eight, is because I myself have fallen to each and every one of these at some point in time over the last three years in business. And I see them taking over and really overshadowing the lives of so many entrepreneurs that I'm hoping today we can call them out for what they are and get you back to using every single minute of your time intentionally and positively to progress and move your business forward. So I don't want to hold you long because I'm going to get straight into it. Let's start with number one. 
So number one is not accounting for every minute of your working hours. So most of us have a limited amount of time each day to allot solely for work, whether it's eight hours, four hours, two hours. If you don't account for what you are going to do within that given time frame in advance, there is a 99% chance that you are going to either waste some of that time or you're not going to get the very most out of that time. And so the solution for those of you who are not accounting for every minute of your working hours is to go into your day with a plan already established. So when you go into your day with a plan, that gives you an inner confidence and it also gives you direction. You ever notice that if you have something to do on Tuesday, that if you prepare on Monday night or at some point on Monday or any time in advance and you wake up and everything is set, everything is laid out, ready to go, everything is clean, how you feel when you walk into that situation, into that day, you feel that you can conquer anything. That's not a coincidence. You built that confidence in by planning in advance. You don't plan for Tuesday on Tuesday morning. You don't plan for Thursday on Thursday morning. We plan for our days ahead of time. And then going into our days, that gives us that confidence. And really, it gives you the direction. You know what you're going to do. When you are able to walk into your office and you already have a list of what will get done, and how long it will take you to get done, or what parameters of time you've given yourself. You've already prepared your desk so that only what you need is available on your desk. You're really positioning yourself to avoid wasting time trying to figure out where to start, trying to figure out where the things are that you need to do what you need to do. Like, okay, today I'm supposed to be doing this, but oh, where's the stuff that I need to do that? And it really also helps you avoid that stall in time that happens when you have to sit down and think to yourself, okay, what should I be doing? What's the best thing for me to do right now? Where should I start today? These aren't questions you want to have to ask yourself. It just, one, it frustrates you. Even if you don't realize it internally, there's a frustration there because you have to figure out, okay, what what am I going to do? That can take time in itself and you've already started to lose time in your day. And then it's also going to slowly chip away and dwindle at your feeling of being productive and your confidence, which is going to show up in your work. So here's what I do. Before I shut down my computer or um, sleep my computer at night, I have a list of the exact specific tasks that I'm going to be doing the next day. Now, if it involves a particular item that I need or items, I have those items already laid out for me. My desk is clean so that I walk in feeling like I am 100% prepared to start working on my day, right? If I come in and my desk is messy or I, what happens is you have to either clean the desk to get started or work around a messy desk. And that I can tell you is going to make you or it's going to hinder you from being as productive as you could be if you come into an environment already set up for movement and progression and work, right? So one thing that I have really found worth my time is to take time off when I feel like my office is slowly starting to get too junky. I'll take an amount of time, whether it's an hour, four hours, and I just clean everything. Because that four hours, let's say it took me four hours, I'm going to get back well over that four hours because you work so much better, you feel better, you move better, 
you get more done in a clean and organized environment. So I can't stress enough how important that is to keep your area clutter free, only have out what you need in that specific time of day and for the tasks that you have to do. And you will see just that one little thing is going to help you to get some of that that pitfall and get some of that time suck out of your day and energy suck really. So going back to the pitfall number one, your failure to account for every minute of your working hours. Now this pitfall may apply to you if you ever find yourself sitting at your desk wondering what to do next or where to start. If at the end of the day, you feel as though you didn't get the things done that you wanted to get done, or if you look back on your day at the end of the day or the end of the week, and you just don't even know what you did. Like, what did I do today? Has anyone ever come to the end of the day? And you're just like, what did I do? Chances are, if any of those are you, this is a pitfall that is taking away your time and perhaps your energy. And so I want you to focus on going into your day with a plan. So the solution is, like I said, you want to account for every minute of your working hours. And here are just a few ways that you can do that. Number one is you can plan out what you will do each day in advance. That one's pretty simple, right? Write it down, number two, write it down, or if you keep an electronic schedule, put it in your schedule, but have it somewhere written that you already know what you're going to do each day. Number three is I want you to assign time frames or amounts of time to each thing you want to do. And you can either do that by blocking off time saying, okay, from nine to 10, 15, I'm doing this. Or you can list that task and say, okay, this task is going to take me an hour and 15 minutes. So this gets an hour and 15 minutes of my time. And I'm doing that second. Number four, use timers. Timers are your best friend. They are the one of the top three free resources that I use in my business every single day, every single day, right? Use timers, um, especially and most particularly also when you take breaks. So if you take a break to check in on social media, there needs to be a timer telling you when to stop that because that can go on for hours and you don't even realize it. If you go for a walk, really whatever it is that you do as that break to kind of break up work in your day, set a timer. Set a timer while you're working also, but I think it's so, so important that you set a timer particularly on your breaks because it's usually doing things that you could just go on and keep doing forever, right? Um, I'm really just convinced that time moves faster when you don't track it. So I don't want you to lose that time. And the fifth thing I've already said it, but it really was to schedule breaks and use your timers doing those breaks. The breaks are helpful to kind of keep pull you away from what you're so engrossed in to give you just a minute to kind of come back and get refreshed. You may not even realize that you're so in the zone that you need to be refreshed. That happens to me sometimes. It just happened to me this week. I was so excited and involved in what I was doing that I realized I worked for three hours straight without a break. Um, I let my timer go off telling me it was time for a break and I just started it again to keep going. Um, But after three hours, I said, you know what, I'm going to take a minute, take 15 minutes, I'm going to go outside, I'm going to go for a walk, set my timer and I just went for a walk. So schedule those breaks and use your timers doing those breaks. And so those are just a few of the things that you can do to tell your time what you will do with it. I think it's like making a budget. So at the beginning of the month, or not at the beginning of the month, before the month begins, you want to tell your money where it's going to go. Tell your money what it's going to do, as opposed to just saying, okay, when the month gets here, I'm just going to pay everything and, you know, just go to the store, go get groceries and do this and do that. And then just hope somehow magically that how much I spend is less than how much money I have. 
that's a risky way to live, right? No, before the month begins, you say, this is the money coming in. Here's the things that need to go out and you make a budget. It's the same thing. You're making that choice. You're telling your time, like you tell your money where it's going to go before that day arrives. And it just makes life so much easier and really just so much more peaceful, which helps you to live a more joyful life as well, right? So that's number one is not accounting for your time, every minute of your working hours. And remember, that doesn't mean every minute of your working hours has to be spent doing work. That's why I talk about taking those breaks. But even when you take a break away from work, it needs to be intentional and it needs to be timed and it needs to be on your plan and on your schedule. So that still is a form of accounting for every minute of your working hours. Let's move on to number two. Number two, comparison. So I talk about this a lot, so much that I hope is starting to sink in as to how damaging it is in your business. And, you know, I'll just throw that in there in life too. But comparison is a pitfall and it's a distraction. One, the time that you have admiring someone else's business um, and wishing yours was there or wanting some aspect of what appears to be success for someone else that's time that you could be using to win for yourself and your own business. There really is just no time to spend ogling someone else's business coming from that perspective of comparison. Be happy for others, but if you can't be, just stop looking. And even if you can be happy for someone else, don't spend all your time looking, get to work on your business. And so this one is really simple and I, say that lightly because I understand that comparison is very much so human nature, but the solution to the comparison pitfall is to do work that you love, that number one, that's so key, and keep your eyes on your own paper, meaning being focused on what you bring to the table. The more that I do what I love and focus on the many people that will benefit from me doing that thing that I love because of what it helps me to create and offer to the world, the less time I have to compare and definitely the less time I have to ever feel as though I want what someone else has. Because when you love what you have and what you do, you don't want That's what you want, right? And you create it to be the best thing that it can be. So if you have time to sit and compare your business to others, then you definitely have time to invest in yourself and into your own business and make it absolutely awesome. So do that instead, focus on your audience and how you are going to provide what your audience needs. Because at the very forefront, we all have to believe that our businesses solve a problem, offers a solution or gives our customers something that they want or need. And if that is true, That in itself should be so much motivation to perfect that thing, to figure out different ways you can offer it to your audience and focus on that. I promise you, you won't run out of time um, doing that. You won't find yourself saying, okay, I've done all that I could do for my audience. I've done all I can do for my business. So I have a few minutes now to compare myself to others. Nope. When you love what you do and you do get work, you always have work to do. And none of that involves comparing yourself to someone else. So that's how we're going to avoid that pitfall of comparison by doing work that you love and focusing on your business, your offering and your audience. Let's move to number three. So number three is what I call the story we tell ourselves. 
So this one is complex and it comes in many forms. So many times we are the reason for our regression or lack of progress in business. It's because we tell ourselves some story that we have come to believe. And some of that may be backed by fear. If you recall in episode six, where we talked about fear and how it is in fact a liar that deposits these false stories into our minds. And then we become or we come to believe them as true. We accept them as fact. Same way, similarly, we create these stories about other people, their businesses, and ourselves. We say that we're not great at X or we can't ever try to do Y or this person must really be successful because of, you know, K. There's some reason why this person just must be so successful. Well, 100% of that is likely false. It's made up in so many times these things that we create in our heads and we tell ourselves, they create unnecessary anxiety within. And do you think that you're going to do your very best work coming from a place of anxiety? No, my friends. So I want you to be careful because this is one that I was saying is a silent creeper. You don't even realize it's there until it's gone to the point where you're like, this is absurd, right? So listen to the stories that you tell yourself. And if they're not based on facts and faith, let them go. And The reason why this one is so hard to capture, but I know it's true because I found that I have done this before, is you create these things in your mind that you somehow, you believe it to be true, but you created the entire thing. And it's kind of like if if you've ever been in a room and people kind of put together a story, one person starts and another person picks up another piece. You know, when you get to the end of the room, the story is so complex because it's gone through all these different people. We do the same thing. It starts with this one little thing. Oh, he or she must be successful because of this one thing. And then you just, you know, weave that story on and on and on. And you go on and tell yourself this thing. And somehow it ends up being that you're not great because you can't do this or you can't do this thing because of you don't have this connection or you don't know this person or you don't have this background or you don't have this education or you don't have whatever it may be. This is a story that we tell ourselves, but it's not true. It's not rooted in fact most of the times it's rooted in feelings. And one of my favorite quotes from my leak till is feelings aren't facts. And so that's why I always try to go back to what are the facts. And I want you to go. So that goes back to the solution, the solution to wasting time telling ourselves stories that just aren't relevant or true is to focus on what is right before you focus on the things that you can do and that you can control. I say it often that With every inhale and with every exhale, we all have the opportunity to change, to be better, to do better. We get to decide that we're going to do something that betters our lives or the lives of others. And you don't have to live in these stories that you tell yourself. And the reason I say that so often is because I found that to be so true in my life. Have you ever gotten to a place and you just didn't like a decision you made or didn't like the consequences of something you made? And you just say within that moment, well, that ends here. This next breath is going to be me moving forward and making the situation better. That's how you fix this pitfall or this is how you get out of this pitfall or prevent yourself from falling deeper into this story. And I hope this one makes sense. So if it does and you get what I'm saying, if you could holler at me and let me know on Instagram at Shante Grant, let me know that this makes sense to you um, because it does to me, but... <laughs> Maybe this one is just me. I don't think it is actually. But tell me if that one makes sense to you. And we're going to move on now to number four. 
Number four is getting bogged down by minute details that do not matter. This is a big one, guys, a big one that I see so, so often. I mean, every single week I see this in some form or fashion. You ask someone what they accomplished this week and they say, well, I narrowed down my logo colors. I had 10 and now I'm down to four. And so I'm just going to spend the next few weeks just really finalizing that. Seriously, that's all you've done this week? Logo colors and then narrowing it down? Friends, don't get bogged down by the details that are keeping you from actually doing the thing that's going to get you paid. Like no one's paying you to create logo colors unless that is your job to create logo colors for people, right? But this often comes in the form of this pitfall. It comes in the form of trying to figure out the perfect business name, the perfect logo color, designing signature for your emails. You want to work on this one page on your website for multiple days. You're trying to decide, do I want to be an LLC or an S Corp? Um, I'm going to figure that out all this week. I'm going to spend this week to figure that one question out where no friends, spending time asking random questions in a variety of Facebook groups. And then you actually take into account every single person's opinion. You let all those different opinion weigh you down and that sends you down another rabbit hole. And none of these things, not one is going to get you paid. Not one is going to get your service into the hands of your audience. Getting bogged down in the details many times it's a waste of time and it prevents you from actually doing work that matters. So when I began this podcast, I only wanted to make sure that one, I had content to share, right? That I didn't, you know, do four episodes. And I was like, well, that's all I had to say. Um, so I wanted to make sure I had content and I wanted to make sure I had the equipment that I needed to get started. I wanted good equipment because I wanted my podcast to sound great from the start. I didn't want to get bogged on down on things like what will my artwork look like um, I knew I could change that later and I didn't want to have a system I didn't have a system in place to create show notes on my website each week that was something that I knew was going to take time that I didn't want to prioritize right now but that's something I'm actually working on just now and having that completed and that's five months into my podcast I'm now setting up a system where I will have show notes very soon don't worry you'll be the first to know where I'll have my show notes for every episode on my website that's something that a lot of podcasts have but guess what I had to pick and choose and I wanted to get started right I didn't want to get bogged down by all the different things that I just know weren't going to make it to the top of my priority list. And I knew that I could fix and do later. I knew that I had a message to share and that I wanted to do it through podcasting. And I knew that there was an audience and a need for what I have to say. After that, I didn't get bogged down by the details that could easily be fixed later and along the way, along my journey. You know, I did what mattered. I created content and I purchased equipment and programs that allow me to send my message out. That's what I did. I couldn't get bogged down in too many other details. Or to this day, I may not even have had a podcast. And we're 19 episodes in, which actually means 20 episodes in because there's an episode zero. So how much time would I have wasted? And had I sat there and thought about the minute details that didn't matter? How many messages have you heard from the podcast that have meant something to you, that has resonated with you, that you found something? None of that would have been the case had I got bogged down in the details. And likewise, your audience has something they need that they might not be able to receive from you if you continue to get bogged down in the details that don't matter, which are those that can be fixed and changed as you go. 
And so I did the very same thing with Because of Zoe Designs. When I created my first website, I went with Squarespace and I did it all on my own. And I actually did the same thing when I moved to Shopify. I used their free template to start off because I wanted to test it out. And it wasn't until over a year later that I actually purchased a template to use for Shopify. I didn't concern myself with logo colors. I chose some colors and focused on the products because selling the product was what was going to build my business. And Listen, I'm not downplaying the importance of branding. I'm using that as an example a lot because that's one that I particularly see people get stuck on. But I'm saying get started and the other details will come. And sometimes starting the work actually helps you to make better decisions further down the road about your business because you learn more about your audience and what they like and who they are that helps you to then build branding around that will attract it to them. So that's why doing the work is so important because you actually learn more about your business and your audience that will help you to then develop those things that are going to be better for what they want and what they relate to as it comes to those little things that you didn't have to get bogged down. So what I want you to do is, is set a specific amount of time to decide on these little things and spend the most of your time working on the things that you're creating for your audience, because that's really, um, that's really your brand. Your brand is those things you do and how you do it for your audience, not the colors. It's you and the products or the services that you offer. Those are the things that make you money. And those are the things that you're working to get into the hands of your audience because you know they need it. So here are a few solutions. If you find yourself being bogged down by the details or little things that don't matter. Number one is I want you to set a short amount of time to make decisions and make them and then move on. Know that there is always time to adjust and change later. Most businesses change their names or their branding as their business grows or as they niche down or niche down. These decisions you are making today are not binding for life. Number two, take inventory of how you're spending your time. If you're not working on product development, for the majority of your time early on in your business, or if you don't have a team, it doesn't matter where you are in your business. If you are not working on product development for the majority of your time, chances are you're not allowing your time properly. Now, there are some exceptions and some different places where you could be in business where it's not focused on product development, but I'm willing to bet most of you under the sound of my voice, that's where your time needs to be spent the most. It's your products or your services that are going to help you to progress your business. It's going to allow you to determine what your audience wants and it's going to allow you to make the necessary adjustments, not, not necessarily which theme you choose for your website. That's a minute detail that can always be changed later. So number three is to spend time doing work that takes care of your audience and stop worrying about vanity. Vanity being how many followers do I have? How many social media platforms you're on? Your logo, your branding. Unless you are in the season of working on a major rebrand, that is not what you should have at the top of your mind. Um, and that should definitely not be what's getting the majority of your time in your business. And so that is how we're going to combat getting bogged down in the minute details that simply do not matter. Number five, trying to do what other people do, assuming that it will work for you. Now, let me explain what I mean by this. So Trying to do what other people do to the point that you assume that just doing exactly what someone else did will work for you and bring you the same or similar results 
as opposed to seeking wise counsel and then using the principles given to you by that wise counsel and applying that to your business. I think I say this at least maybe once a month on a client call uh, when I'm meeting someone who's brand new who's tried to fit their square peg into someone else's octagon size shape hole, right? It's a pitfall to look at another person's business and assume that they do one, two, and three, right? And so you should do one, two, and three exactly as they have to get the same results or whatever it appears to you as the results that they're getting. Now, as I discussed in yesterday or last week, As I discussed in last week's episode, episode 17, you make business decisions based on your priorities and no one else's. So someone else's business model and strategy may not work for you if you simply replicate what someone else has done without making it your own it will not have the exact same results. And the results really won't be yours, right? You're not putting the you into it. And so for this very reason, every course or every training that I have taken has been really helpful to me because I have been able to walk away with the principles that I can then take and implement into my own business in a way that works for me and what I do. I don't say, okay, hmm, she said jump three times and then turn around. So I'm gonna jump three times and then turn around. I say, no, what was the reason behind why she taught us to do this this way? And then I apply that principle to how I wanna do it in my business. So another thing to consider, some businesses are able to do more because they have existed longer, they bring in more revenue, so they have more money to work with, and some businesses have a healthy sized team to help the business function and grow. And so if you're a solo business um, owner and you don't have a team yet or you don't have independent contractors who are handling certain things in your business, when you're handling it all on your own, you have to pick and choose, you know, what is that thing I'm going to focus on at this time? So you're not going to have the very best A and B and C because you have other people's hands in it. And so it's so important. And this, I guess, is now going back to comparison, not to compare your start to someone else's, you know, fifth leg around the track. So the solution to not looking what other people are doing and assuming that if you do the exact same thing, it will work for you. The solution and what I suggest that you do instead is to seek wise counsel. And what I mean by that is to find someone who is doing what it is you want to do or who's good at some aspect that you're working on. If I'm working on Pinterest, I want to find someone who's doing really well in Pinterest, who has a business model similar to mine. Um, And I'm talking to that one person and then I take away the principles. So you find someone who's doing what it is you want to do, whether that's big picture speaking, or if you just wanted to learn some minor aspect of business, you find that person and seek their counsel. And that can come in the form of being in their Facebook group, taking their training, looking at some of the free content that they offer, listening to their podcast. And then you take that and make it your own and ask questions. If you're able to email them, get into their Facebook groups, tweet them, get on Instagram, find a way to communicate with them if you have questions. I know for me and I know for a lot of people, even really big name, big names out there, if you reach out to them and ask a question that shows that you are trying to apply their content, particularly their paid content, they're going to respond to you, right? They're gonna want to to first be grateful that you are listening to them and intaking what they're teaching, but 
reach out to those people, ask questions, because you may find that what you think they're doing isn't even what they're doing, and you may figure out how to make it your own. So once you find that person and seek wise counsel, you're going to apply the principles that they teach to your business in a way that fits your business and your priorities. So that the main thing there is to make sure that you are taking principles and applying those to your business and not just trying to copy steps to find results in your business. Principles versus, you know, step one, step two, step three. Now let's move to number six. So number six is being too easy on yourself. I think this is one of the major silent killers of many business owners um, and their dreams. So as a caveat, my husband tells me that I am sometimes hard on people um, and I hold them to too high of a standard or expectations. Now, I tend not to agree with that because I see potential in people and sometimes it's before they can fully see it within themselves. And I hear people say that they want to accomplish these great things and they have these great dreams and visions, but in the next breath, they say what they can't do or what they don't feel confident in doing or the reason they don't move forward is because of X, Y, and Z. And I think that that is a sign of being too easy on yourself. So here's what I see. I see people who are capable of five stars, but they only shoot for a two star, right? They believe that maybe at their best, they're capable of three stars. And I think that's being easy on yourself, not stretching yourself, not challenging yourself, not challenging the status quo and what is considered to be normal and adequate, not telling yourself that the impossible is possible, not creating opportunities where it seems like there may not be any, create opportunities where there appear to be none, being relentless. I think that when you fail to have these characteristics, and I understand that some of this is innate and inherent and comes much more naturally for some than others. And I understand that I happen to be, as my husband tells me, one of those people But that I really don't take that as an excuse because I also fail to believe that where I am today and how I got to be where I am today and where I've been just my entire life, life, as I look back over my life, it's because I create, I took boundaries and just pushed them aside or I was relentless. I was able to see possibilities where it seemed to be impossible. And I can just look over my entire life. We're talking even from childhood and seeing how that was possible. And so what I'm saying to you is, are you being too easy on yourself? Are you not pushing boundaries? Are you not making yourself get uncomfortable? Are you just sticking with status quo And then making excuses about, well, my business isn't growing because, you know, I did this one, two, three thing and, you know, I didn't make a million dollars. Oh, you can't see my face right now. So I guess making this face isn't really helpful. But friends, no, I think far too many people in general in life, but today we're talking about business owners, are way too easy on themselves and they find excuses and they don't push themselves. They don't look at limitations or stumbling blocks or challenges or lack of as an opportunity for greatness, for doing something that seems literally impossible or seems very challenging or difficult. And I feel like when you don't do that, when you don't push yourself, when you don't, I guess, take what someone else has said about what you can and cannot do as a grain of salt and push forward and believe in yourself, you're being far too easy on yourself. You won't be able to see all that you truly can accomplish if you just 
buckle up and dig in and face challenges and say, okay, well, this didn't work and this didn't work, but I know I have something here. So here's my plan Z. Here's my plan 5,000 and push yourself beyond what appears to be the limits. So that's my main thing. And to rectify this, I think the solution for being easy on yourself, the first one is you have to acknowledge that you're doing it. You have to acknowledge that you are not pushing yourself as much as you can. And I'm not talking about being unhealthy. Clearly, if you've been stuck around here for any amount of time, you understand that. But what I am saying is get rid of the excuses. Stop finding excuses for every single thing. Stop finding external reasons why you're not being successful the way that you would like to be. Look within and push yourself. Stop making excuses, I think is the biggest thing because that's the biggest one I see. You can do it, but if you don't believe it and if you don't, tell yourself that you can push beyond what feels comfortable, then you you just won't do it. And so here's how, here's a way to help you do it. And I'm gonna use an analogy. So I take a lot of classes at the gym and one of the reasons I love classes is because it's a set time. So I know I have to be there by a certain time and I'm gonna get an hour long workout. But also because I'm in a room full of different people who are doing the same thing as I am. And I have instructors in front of me. So I have someone who knows how to do it close to perfection. And then I have a group of people who are trying to do that same thing, right? And what I love is when I look around the room, I see people who are older than me, like much older than me. I see people younger than me. I see people who are in better shape than me, who are not in better shape than me. But we're all working together for a common goal and we're all pushing each other forward. We're pushing each each other past our comfort zones. So many times in those classes, I'll get to a place where I'm just like, I can't do another rep or, oh my gosh, I can't. uh," And I just feel like I won't, I just won't let my body get past that point where it's like, oh, this is already like killing. And I look to my left and I look to my right, particularly when I see the people who are older than me and they're still going at it. That pushes me to say, you know what, babe, you can do this. And when I push past that, that's when I start to see the results. That's when I'm like, oh, look at that little sculpted thing right there. Or that's when I'm like, the next time I do it, it's a breeze or my gosh, I was able to get through an hour long workout without getting so winded that I couldn't talk. You know, you feel, you find the progress there. And so what I did was I surrounded myself with people who are going to help make me better with a leader, the teacher and with my peers, some of who are ahead of me and some who may not be right. And we all work together and encourage one another. Um, so the solution to this being too easy on yourself is to Be in rooms or places with people who challenge you. Find a mentor or someone whose values align with yours, who has a proven work ethic and stay in their presence. And again, their presence can be in their Facebook group, reaching out to them and see if they have opportunities for one-on-one training or mentorship. If they have a course or a training that you can get into that will get you in close connection with them. Find that person and get in their presence. Find an accountability group or a partner. I should have counted these out for you guys. I'll do that in one second. So the first one was to try to be in rooms or places with people who will challenge you. Number two was to find a mentor or someone whose values align with yours, who has a proven work ethic and stay in their presence. Um, And number three is to find an accountability group or partner. This is going to help you. You want you want to surround yourself with people who are ahead of you and who will also help support you. So I personally like to have my peers, you know, and I also like to also keep people in my life who are light years ahead of me because they're going to motivate me. They're going to encourage me. Um, 
not necessarily motivate because I'm self-motivated, but what I mean is they're going to um, continue to give you something to aspire to, keep that fire lit, and they're gonna give you some guidance along the way, right? So find those things, but don't be in a room. I don't like to be the smartest person in the room unless I'm there to teach, if that's my you know specific thing. But if I'm generally in a room, I wanna be in a room with people I can learn something from, which you can learn something from anybody, from just about anybody. But I like to be in a room full of people where I'm gonna walk out there and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired by her. I'm so inspired by her story. I'm so inspired by what she has done. Oh my goodness, I wanna leave a room feeling like that knowing that I've been poured into just as much as I can pour into someone else. And so make sure you're not surrounding yourself with naysayers, people who don't have the mindset to do more, to be more. Don't be in a room full of people who are too easy on themselves. That may be the reason why you're being too easy on yourself. So that's number six, and it's a silent killer. So make sure that's not you. Check yourself and ask yourself, when is the last time you did something that made you go beyond your comfort zone, that made you go beyond where you thought you could go or where you wanted to go, but you pushed and it made you better. So that's number six, being far too easy on yourself, which plays on number seven, which is another pitfall, the other end of that spectrum, which is being too hard on yourself. Now, I know it's going to sound like a paradox because I don't want you to be too easy on yourself, but I also don't want you to be too hard on yourself, number seven. So do you find yourself ever chastising yourself for not getting something done perfectly or exactly how you planned it? Do you criticize your work or focus on your perceived inadequacies more than your successes and your strengths? Or after you have a win or you do something really great that you're so proud of, do you find words to immediately take away from that wind? Like, man, but if only I had, or I could have even done even better had I blah, 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 right? You may be being too hard on yourself. You may be falling into that pitfall where over time it can diminish away your self-confidence and slowly chip away, causing you to waste time focusing more on what you haven't done than all the good things that you have done or focusing on, things outside of your control versus those things that are within your control. And so we've all been there where we've been way too hard on ourselves. That's a time suck too, friends. And so here are the solutions I want to give you for um, being too hard on yourself. Number one is remembering the big picture and how day by day by day you're working toward um, your goal. And remember that one bad day, right, or one day of not being perfect which is every day, because no, we're not perfect every day. But one day where you don't feel like you did everything, quote unquote, perfectly or have it all together, that's okay. Grab hold of the things that you can control and fearlessly let go of the rest. So that was number one. Number two is always do your best. Always do your best. If you know that you are always with every breath trying to make it better than the one before, always trying to do your personal best, then you know that despite blunders and hiccups that you did your best. And you can stand in that and be proud in that. When I know I've done my very best, but it still wasn't to the outside good enough, I can find rest there. And I won't be too hard on myself because I know I've did my best. But when you're on the opposite end and you're not doing your best because you're being too easy on yourself, that's where you can find the dissatisfaction. And it really sucks if you're being too easy and too hard on yourself, which is possible. 
right? And number three is I want you to celebrate your wins. Document and keep track of your wins. This is something that I just started doing over the last, I think, month and a half. I have a notebook and now I write down all my wins. What's a win to me? What I consider a business win. And I also track my life wins. And it's nice to go back and look at those Every time you want to think, oh my gosh, nothing has gone right or I haven't done anything right, go back and review your wins and you'll be reminded of how many great things you have done and that really helps to combat being hard on yourself. So those are my three solutions for those of you who have found that you have been too hard on yourself. Number eight, being busy and thinking that that means something. (sighs) I think I've said this about a few, but this is a big one, friends the busyness, busy bees. First off, let's start with just the word busy, which that could be its own episode. I redacted that word, completely eradicated it from my vocabulary almost about a year ago. When someone would ask how I was doing, the word busy always made it into the conversation. I mean, it was always, oh, I'm good. I'm fine. But I'm just so busy. Oh, I'm busy. Oh, I've been real busy. And I just don't want to say that anymore. I mean, what does that really say about a person? It's all, if all they ever are is busy, right? How about, oh, I've been really productive lately. My business is doing really well, or I'm happy. I'm at peace. I'm joyful. I'm content. I'm fulfilled. Those are much better answers. And the truth of the matter is I was being busy and that's the bad thing, right? And so being busy doesn't mean, and usually it does it, it doesn't mean that you're being productive and usually it means you are not being productive. It usually means you are just moving around, existing without a purpose, without intent. And so that's why I decided to stop using it. And that's why I decided to stop moving around without intent, being intentional with my time, which is why I talk about it so much now, because I made such a drastic change. Because busy busy doesn't suggest that you're doing things that matter. I actually tend to think the contrary. When someone tells me they're busy, I'm like, "Mm, how unfortunate. How can I help you change that, right? In fact, actually, just this morning, I texted someone to see if she was going to be at the gym for a class that she's, I noticed she's been skipping out on a lot lately. And so I just sent her a message to ask if she'd be there. And her response was, my morning has been so busy, so I won't make it. that pause was intentional. So just think about that because we have all been there. Um, We've all been there. We've all responded with the busy. But what you're really saying is you have not prioritized. You have not been intentional to do the things that matter first. So you won't have to make the excuse. Oh, I never got to that because I've just been so busy. Just say, I don't want to, I didn't want to do that. So I didn't do it. Or that wasn't a priority. So that's why I didn't get done. Those are really the truthful answers. I think, um, So let's talk about this pitfall of being so busy, yet having nothing to show for it, because that's really what the pitfall is. Doing lots of busy work that do not or does not progress your business forward. Doing things that simply don't matter. Being busy for busy's sake. This may be you if every time you think to do something that actually will make you money in your business, you find other things that make you feel that you feel like you have to do first. So right when you're about to start doing that thing, you know, working on that product, working on something for your audience, you come up with something else to make to do instead, right? If you fill your days with tasks and errands, but at the end of the week, you don't see how those tasks and errands moved your business forward, you're being busy for the sake of busy and it's not moving your business forward. 
So if you find yourself describing your life or your day as busy, you fall prey to this pitfall. I know when I was using that word busy and tossing it around like confetti, what I was really saying to those people when they asked how I was and I used busy, I was saying, I'm doing so many different things right now and I'm just trying to make it all fit in this limited amount of time that sometimes things that actually do matter don't end up making it onto my plate. And that means a lot of things that I want to get done or that I know I need to get done aren't getting done. But here's my excuse why I haven't been been able to get these things done. I've been busy. That's what busy typically means. That's what I was meaning when I was saying that I was busy. That's what I was really saying. I didn't know it at the time, but hindsight is so 2020. That's what I was saying. And that's what I had to change. And that's why I teach so much about intentionality with your time because the busyness, friends, it's so pointless, worthless. You have to stop it. So let's talk about the solution. The solution is to be intentional with your time. Prioritize. And if you have not listened to episode 17 from last week, go back and listen to that about prioritizing. And much like the solution to the first pitfall we talked about, you have to schedule your time. Number two, I want you to take everything work-related off your plate. Don't hyperventilate. I'm going somewhere. But listen, I want you to take everything off of your plate. Imagine you just received a phone call that says the only way that you're going to live past today is to take everything off your work schedule. I have a feeling that might do it for you, right? So clear your work schedule. Now what I want you to do that you have a clean slate, you have nothing to do now because you had to remove everything from work. Add in first only the deadlines that you currently have today that involve your customers or your clients relying on you. So if you have scheduled calls, meetings, launch dates that have already been made public, those go on there because someone is counting on you. We never let other people down in our business outside of emergencies. So put that back on there. So now that's all you have. Next, I want you to add in work that is directly tied to meeting a need of your customer or is an income generating activity. Here's a hint, they should be the same. Once you have those two things on there, your deadlines where people are currently depending on you and only work that is tied to meeting a need of your customer or income generating activities, everything else, put it on a running list somewhere, but it does not make it to your schedule right now. You're going to focus on what matters. You can keep a running list of all that other stuff you had to just wipe off because a lot of that was busy and it just doesn't matter. Stop overwhelming your limited time with things that don't matter for the long term of your business. The next thing I want you to do, prioritize yourself. Typically, not always, but people who claim to be busy say that they're too busy to exercise. I've been there. Too busy to eat healthy. I've been there. Too busy to spend uninterrupted time with friends and family. I've been there. If that is you, commit to making that a change in your thinking today. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If at the end of my life, all that can be said of me is that I was successful in business or that, you know, she really stayed busy. What a miserable life. As I mentioned last week in episode 17 about the importance of taking care of yourself, if you are finding that you're just too busy to take care of yourself and to be present with your family and friends, this is a pitfall, friend, that runs the risk of you losing everything. So identify it now and go back to episode 17 where I talk about decision-making and priorities. So 
that is how you overcome and you combat that busy bee. That one is really, really big. And I'm so passionate and I hope I'm not sounding like I'm, but you can hear my voice. I'm really passionate about this one because it was me. It was me. All I mean, I always use the word busy to describe myself and how miserable is that? But I'm so grateful that one day I hurt myself and I said, I don't want to sound that way again. I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to just be busy doing things, running a business and just doing stuff that didn't matter. And that's when I made a complete 180. And this year has been that 180. And I can see the results. I mean, it's amazing, the change. And it all came from getting rid of that busy pitfall. So I've given you eight today. And perhaps one is really sticking out to you. Or maybe you can say, I'm kind of guilty of two or three of these. Or, oh, I have seen a few of these. But I want you to find those. Because for me, that one, changing that one changed everything. It spilled over into everything, right? So it's not that you have to say, look down this list and figure out, you know, all of them, but find the one that really, when you listen to it, you said, that's me, that's my pitfall. If you can just start with that one and applying those solutions, the results you're going to see, my friend, can just be world and life changing because that was mine. Mine was the busy. And I, it was just me saying, I'm just wasting my time rattling around, doing what I can do, putting my hands to whatever can be found, but really you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall to see which ones are going to stick. And that's not what I wanted my life to look like. And so that's why I talk about number eight very, very passionately. So let's do a quick summary of these pitfalls. And then I want you to go back and listen to this episode and find the one that stuck out to you and go over those solutions. And I want to hear all about these. So please remember to engage with me on Instagram at Shante Grant or in the Business Life Enjoy community at ShanteGrant.com forward slash community. I really love hearing your feedback from the podcast episodes. It means the, a world, the world to me. It really does. So let's quickly get back to our summary. And then I'm going to let you get back so you can decide which of these pitfalls you're going to work on today. So here are the eight common pitfalls that so many entrepreneurs find themselves getting trapped up within. Number one, not accounting for every minute of your working hours. Number two, comparison. Number three, the stories that we tell ourselves. Number four, getting bogged down by minute details that don't matter. Number five, trying to do what other people do, assuming it will work for you. Number six, being far too easy on yourself. And number seven, being too hard on yourself. And finally, number eight, being busy and thinking that that means something when it really doesn't because you're simply doing things that do not matter and aren't progressing your business forward. Thank you for joining me in today's episode, my friends. If you found value in today's episode, I would love it if you would leave a review in whichever form you listen to the podcast. Reviews not only help to spread this podcast to other listeners, but it also lets me know that you enjoy the content. So thank you again, and I will see you next week on the Business Life Enjoy podcast. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you are doing, that the sound of my voice finds you in the midst of pursuing something that has sincere meaning to you. You can find a brand new episode of the Business Life Enjoy podcast waiting just for you each and every Monday morning. Until then, my friends, may your business and your life be filled with joy. Bye for now.